the old overgrown racetrack is silent. Grass grows through the cracks in the concrete road, and trees hang over, creating shadows from the spotlights that light up the area at night. You hear a screeching noise in the distance, followed by a loud roar. You look up the old track. The noise becomes louder, and a black, misty shape starts to form in the distance that looks like it's coming towards you, gaining speed. It whizzes past you, leaving a smell of fuel, and it meets an unpleasant-sounding end. You've just experienced one of the ghosts of the racing drivers that were killed on the world's first racetrack. Welcome to Ghost Tales by the Fireside. This episode takes us to Weybridge in Surrey, where early cars, motorcycles and airplanes were tested, with the sad loss of many lives. On the 6th of July, 1907, Brookfields, the world's first purpose-built racetrack, was opened in Weybridge, Surrey. After recognising that Britain was behind in the manufacturing of cars, Hugh Fortescue Locke King used £150,000, that's around £16.5 in today's money, to develop some of the land that he inherited from his father, to use as a testing track to help develop and compete with car manufacturers in Europe. The land was bought by his father in 1830 for £28,000 from the death estate of Prince Frederick, Duke of York and Albany. The racetrack was 2.75 miles long and 100 foot wide with a 30 foot rise on the bends making it treacherous when reaching high speeds. In the centre of the bank circuit was a large airfield where planes were manufactured and tested during World Wars I and II. Once the track was opened, many drivers became overnight celebrities due to the high speeds that had never been reached before. And one of the most notable drivers was Percy Edgar Lambert, Percy was born in 1881 to Charles and Sarah Lambert and grew up in Westminster. He first raced at Brooklands in 1910 and went on to win seven races in his short career. He went into the car manufacturing business with his brother who produced their first vehicle which sold for £225. It was a 10 horsepower, four-cylinder under the name of the Lambert Herbert Light Car Company. Despite the amazing feats that Percy had achieved, he remained a very modest man who believed in clean living, keeping fit and hard training for races. On 
on the 15th of February, 1913. Percy became the first person to cover 103 miles and 1,470 yards in 60 minutes, driving a Torbert car. This was great publicity for Torbert cars, as it was achieved with a fairly standard chassis and a 4.5-litre engine. The racing opponents were driving much larger cars, with 9.1 and 15-litre engines. Percy's name went down in history. In April of the same year, Percy's record was beat, so he decided to try to regain the title. The date was set, and on the 31st of October of 1913, Percy told his fiancée that this would be the last time that he'd race, as they were going to be married in two weeks' time. He completed 20 laps with an average speed of 110 miles an hour. But as he went on to the 21st lap, his back tyre disintegrated and the car overturned. Percy was thrown out and received a fatal head injury and died on the way to Weybridge Cottage Hospital. Percy Lambert is buried with a spoke on his headstone and a half column above it which indicates a life cut short, and he's buried at Brompton Cemetery. Percy's car is on view at the shed in Brooklands. In the time that the racetrack was open, from 1907 to 1939, 17 lives were taken by racing, 12 drivers, 3 spectators, and 2 mechanics. At the start of World War I, Brooklands became one of the leading aviation manufacturers in the UK, creating Vickers types and assembling Sopwith fighters. Vickers Limited built 2,164 Royal Aircraft Factory SE5 aircraft during the First World War, and Brooklands became the training centre for the Royal Flying Corps. On Wednesday the 4th of September in 1940, at 1.24pm, the factory was bombed by German Luftwaffe. It was the most devastating attack on British aviation at that time. It lasted around three minutes. 88 lives were lost that day, and over 400 people were injured. The factory finally closed its doors in the 1980s, but in 1987 it reopened as Brooklyn's Museum, dedicated to early aviation and motorsport. In 1963, a group of workers from the Vickers Armstrong Aviation Factory claimed to have seen the apparition of a man dressed in helmet and leather coat in the style of a 1920s racing driver who walked along the old track and into the shed only to disappear moments later. This wasn't going to be the last sighting. A security guard was patrolling the grounds when he saw a misty figure in the distance. As the figure approached him, the guard noticed that he was dressed like a 1920s racing driver. He tried to gain his attention, but the figure ignored him and disappeared. 
the 1970s, a young boy witnessed a man walking along the track and said that his head was half hanging off in the Byfleet banking area. The boy had to receive medical treatment for shock, as it seems so real. Another well-known driver who was killed in the Byfleet banking area in 1924 was Captain J.A. Toop, who crashed his Peugeot whilst taking over another driver. He is believed to be one of the ghosts that has been witnessed many times in that area. When the shed, known as the Vatican, was being used by the British Aircraft Corporation, a security guard saw and heard what he described as a swirling blackness and the horrendous sound of crashing and splintering near the shed. On a stormy day in the 1930s, a biplane was trying to make its way to land at Brooklands when its engine failed and it hit the ground, killing the pilot. It has been said that during similar weather conditions, a ghostly biplane has been seen flying around the sky in that area, and as it starts to fall to the earth, it disappears. Many people have experienced paranormal activity at Brooklands, including doors opening, the sound of footsteps in the shed, and a ghostly biker who often rides around the track. Thank you for listening to Ghost Tales by the Fireside. You can log on to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Ghost Tales Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Ghost Tales Podcast. This podcast will be out monthly and is available on most podcast platforms. All music, research, writing, production, art and sound effects are all my own work.